You're listening to Heavenly Warriors, the podcast for anyone who wants to learn the supernatural truth they won't teach you in traditional churches. I'm your host, former atheist turned exorcist, Rick Bell. I've been a cop, a champion kickboxer, an author, a professional entertainer, and a few other things. And I'm here to tell you, whether you believe in the supernatural or not doesn't matter to the dark world. In fact, they prefer that you don't believe. It's easier for them. The truth is, you have invisible enemies who want to rob you, attack your family, keep you broken, sick, and destroy all the things you've worked hard for. This podcast is to help train you to keep those things from happening. The title of this episode is The Relationship Quest. You see, people all over the world are on an unending quest to find a relationship, the right relationship or sometimes just any relationship. I was watching a documentary the other night on uh, one of the television channels. I rarely watch television, but when I do, it's documentaries. And this documentary was about the scammers who do the uh, what they call the love scams, where they will send you letters and you'll start this relationship with someone who, who uh, is overseas and they will contact you by phone. These scammers, the large amount of them are all situated in one particular area of the world, and that's in Ghana. And they have these whole groups, they're gangs of people who do these love relationships scams. And what they do is they will get someone on the phone. Typically, they want them to be an older person. And the main thing they look for in these people is someone who's lonely. And they can pick this up. They're men. They're almost all men, but they impersonate women. And they will have these ongoing relationships over the phone with these unsuspected men who are older and who are lonely. And the, the men who are scamming them will change their voice to sound like a woman. And they will fall in love with this scammer in a different country. And they'll end up the whole, the, the point of the scam is to get them to wire money from their bank account. You've heard this a thousand times. The, the women fall for this because they're lonely. They'll have these men and they will tell, the men will have a story. They'll have a script that they are a uh, medical doctor who's, who's doing work over in another country and somehow an emergency's come up and they have to get back to the, to the United States, but their passport or their money was stolen and they just need 15 or 20 or $30,000 to pay off this particular thing they have to do over there. And then they're going to come to the States and marry this woman and they're going to live happily ever after. And they'll tell them that we're going to be on a ranch. We're going to have all these things. And she believes him. She doesn't stop to think, why is this guy all of a sudden, how did he find me? That doesn't even occur to them. They're blinded by the need for a relationship. They asked the ladies and the gentleman in the documentary, how could you fall for this? And they all said, I was just looking for a relationship. If you notice, the most popular movies are always about relationships. Life is literally about relationships because, quite frankly, we as human beings are created for a relationship. That's what we're made for. But people spend their entire lives 
looking for a relationship with a man or a woman because they're coded to seek a relationship, but not with another human being. That relationship coding that we all have is a seeking for a relationship with God, with our Creator. And we don't know that when we're out there having no knowledge of God and not understanding what Christianity is or being a Christian. We just have this burning need to have a relationship with someone. And that gets us into all kinds of trouble. You've probably been in that kind of trouble. Most humans have been in and out of relationships, been in some decent good ones and been in some bad ones. But we mistakenly spend our lives searching for that one human being who will make us happy. But that can't ultimately happen because human beings are flawed. And the fact that you are searching for a perfect one means, unfortunately, you're flawed also. We are all flawed. In my work as a performer, I see this game, this relationship game played out constantly. I'm in the public in restaurants and things like that, performing music, and I'll see a girl, and she'll meet a new guy, and the guy will be attractive, and the girl has swept off her feet for a while. A guy will meet a pretty girl. They'll typically be in their 40s, maybe 50s, 30s, whatever. Usually the young people, I don't notice it as much because they're just uh, pretty much interchanging relationships all the time. But the people are typically have been through a divorce, the older ones, or never been married, and they're trying to find that right human being. And the guy will find this pretty girl, and he will just be absolutely uh, crazy, insane for her for a while. Remember that, for a while. What these people are actually experiencing, and you have too, when you think back to your first love, your as they call it, your puppy love when you were in high school, maybe your first girlfriend or boyfriend, there is a thing called limerence. And limerence is what the psychologists call that feeling you get, that dopamine hit that's released in your brain when you find this new person and you, quote, fall in love with them. That's what the falling in love is. It's a limerence addiction. And it's good for, the, the uh, psychologists say, between three months and two years at the longest, but it usually is gone by about six to seven to eight months. Think back maybe on your own uh, relationship history and, 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 and imagine if, you, if you're thinking about it, didn't they start, you kind of start losing interest after the third or fourth month. No matter how crazy you are for the person to start with, yeah, little things pop up in their character. You start quarreling a little bit. Just stuff. Just stuff happens. And the relationship starts to cool off. And then, unfortunately, a year and a half later, a lot, many times, way too many times, the couples can't stand each other. They don't even want to see. It was a terrible breakup, and they're, you know, they hate each other, and they're talking about each other behind 
you know, to all the friends. That's kind of the pattern that I see over and over and over. That's the pattern of the world. And then they're off looking for another relationship because it is literally, we're on an endless quest and we will never stop searching for that relationship until we find the true relationship, and that is with God who created us. Now, that sounds crazy to people. That sounds, um, it's hard to even put into words, it sounds ethereal, that it is a, um, a kind of a fanciful idea. What, what is God falling in love, having, having a relationship? It's one of those things that if you have not experienced it, it's very difficult to put into words. But it is a realization that you come to at some point in your life that you were created by this loving, amazing being who put you here on earth, and he has wanted you to find him and acknowledge him and discover him since you were old enough to, to walk and talk, because he is seeking that relationship. You were made for a relationship with God. He made you to be in relationship with him, a loving relationship. A relationship is love, unconditional love, that godly kind of love, the agape love. That's what true relationship is, and everyone is looking for that. Lonely people are looking for that. The problem is another human being can't satisfy that in you because they are just human. But when you find that there's a God who loves you and you literally are born again, as the Bible talks about, you fall in love with Jesus and with God. And that doesn't mean that someone, you know, is standing over you with a cane saying, you better, you know, march the line and you better not sin. You don't do anything. Don't you do anything wrong. Don't have any bad thoughts. That's not what it is. It's something internally that happens in you that makes you on a quest for God. Now, when you get to that point in your life, you are capable of entering into a healthy relationship with another human being. Only when you're in that situation, your relationship with God is as such that you don't need another human being other than God. Let me say that again. Get this in your spirit. When you get to a point where you no longer need another human being to make your life complete, then you are ready to be in a human relationship that will work and be a good, healthy thing for you. Only if the person you enter into that human relationship with is also at the place you are with a love for God, fall, has fallen in love with the Lord. If the spouse, the partner, the boyfriend, the girlfriend you are with is not there, you are digging yourself a hole to step into. You're setting a trap. It's not going to end well, and it will end because if you're truly in love with the Lord, you are going to be pulled toward his purpose and toward his calling in your life. You can't help it. You're going to want to follow him. If the partner you've chosen is not there 
in that same position following the Lord, they are going to be jealous and angry, and they're going to want to control the direction you go. I see this happen a lot with women. Um, They tend to be drawn to the Lord more than the men, and the men get angry about it. They become jealous. They become controlling, and it ends poorly. The only time a relationship is going to truly work, and I, I say only time, there are exceptions, but I don't have time to go into to those. There are not many of them, but the only time a marriage will be healthy and honoring of the Lord is when both the partners can do without each other. I mean, I, that's just what I guess I'm trying to say. When you get to a point where you can make it on your own emotionally, and I, I know that it, it, it's nice to have a help meet. The Bible talks about that, someone to help you in life, but all of us, men, women, we need that. But let me remind you, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7 that it's better to stay single if you can. Now, why was Paul saying that? Did he want everyone just to walk around and not have a relationship? No, because he understood the truth that I'm talking about right here. He understood that when you set out to serve the Lord— with all your heart, your mind, and your strength. Partners sometimes, they're not okay with that. They're okay with some of it, but deep down inside, there's kind of an unspoken thing, and it's a tension, and it robs you of an anointing. When there's that underlying tension in the relationship, it will rob you of an anointing. So the Apostle Paul knew that if you're going to be sold out to God, if you can... Learn to live without being in a relationship with the, you know, the opposite sex, or obviously not the same sex for sure, but without another human being. If you can just have friendships, uh, the Bible says, you know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, but that doesn't mean partnering up in the relationship. That brings a whole new set of dynamics to any, any situation when you enter into a relationship. When you're in a ministry, and if you're sold out to doing this stuff, it's going to be better if you can be unencumbered, because you're just going to grow more and more and more in the Lord Jesus when you put all of your faith and hope and trust and attention in Him. Now, is it going to be easy? No, nothing's ever easy. The devil, our enemy, who's out to steal, kill, and destroy, is going to see that it's not ever easy. But it's the best path to going forward. And if you could be in my vantage point and could see what I see in the the line of work I'm in, I see these relationships all the time. It's a revolving door because these people who come to my performances tend to come back for years and years. It's like a fan base thing, and they come back and all that. And I see this, this constant play all the time with that limerence when it kicks in, when someone meets someone new, but you can just see it's going to be a train wreck because they don't have the foundation. If they had the foundation in the Lord, listen, they wouldn't be out looking for a relationship with a human being. When you're in that relationship with God and seeking him, the Bible says, seek him first And then all the stuff you need will be added to you according to all the stuff he has, and he has everything, his riches and glory. 
When you're seeking the Lord first, you don't care if you have another person. But then that person, you'll just they'll show up sometime. But you're not going to fall head over heels for them. You're going to grow into a a, a respectful love and uh, friendship with them because that's what long term love is re- really about. It's not about limerence. Remember, we spoke of limerence a few minutes ago. That's that drug you get that high when you are, quote, falling in love with someone when they are new. It is literally a drug. It has literally been uh, like to cocaine. You lose weight when you have that limerence thing. You lose your appetite. You're not even hungry. You all of a sudden want to work out. You've never been into jogging before. You suddenly take up jogging. All these things happen because of that drug that's secreted in your brain when you get attracted to someone who's attracted to you. And they push these, listen here, they push the psychological buttons that you have. We all have baggage from our past, psychological buttons. And the right person will come along, literally the wrong person comes along, but they're the right person as far as your psychological buttons. And they say the things and do the things that trigger you to respond to them in a certain way. Have you ever wondered why people who were abused grew up with an abusive father, very frequently partner up with an abusive man and will stay in that abusive relationship? It's because they have demonic imprints from the abuse. Demonic hot buttons that a person who's not right for them but fits that profile that those demonic hot buttons respond to, that person comes along and punches those hot buttons, and the person, the next thing you know, they're in limerence with this individual. And, oh, they don't care about anything else. They just have to be with this person. It's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale that's a cruel trick that Satan played on us because he knows we are created with a desire for relationship. So what does he do? He sends us relationships. That's the problem. He's real good and thorough at sending us disastrous relationships. That's what Satan does. But any relationship that will be fulfilling must be between two people who are totally and completely in love with Jesus. Jesus first, and then the human relationship. Jesus first, to the exclusion of everything else, and if you got that going, then it, it's okay. You can you know have a good relationship with a, with a human. But I know it sounds corny to say that, Jesus first, then the human thing. It sounds like a, cl- a church cliche, but this is the absolute truth. Nothing will work unless you have that foundation of a relationship. And aside from that, you're going to find yourself repeating over and over and over a cycle of bad relationships till finally you get on husband or relationship number three, four, sometimes five, and you just don't have the energy to do it anymore and you just settle. A lot of you are there right now listening to this. You're in your, you know, multiple relationship and the others have failed and you just don't have the ump to, to do anything to get out of this one. 
It, t- it takes all the wind out of your sail. And I understand that. I've been there. I've been in bad relationships. Relationships I should have gotten out of way before I did. In fact, I was forced out of them when I should have made the choice to, to get out myself. And it came from me making bad choices with, because of the demonic hot buttons I had that people could come along and trip my trigger, and I was on the trail like a bloodhound on the scent, you know. And that's what Satan will do. He'll trip us up. He'll trick us. And he'll get us anything to get us off track, off our mission, off of our calling. But when you can live your life as a whole, complete man or a woman in a relationship with God that is so deep that you literally need no other relationship, then you can enter into a healthy human relationship only if your partner is in love with Jesus the same way as you. And, you know, if you you go to churches, and I'm not a, a huge proponent of, you know, going to local churches simply because they don't teach the thing. Well, this podcast is dedicated to trying to talk about supernatural things that the church won't touch. They won't touch these topics because it, it offends some of their givers, their tithers, the people that pay the business to stay open. A church, by definition, is a business that has to make rent and has to pay its bills, so it has to have income coming in. Now, I know there are different kinds of churches, and there there are some out there that are good churches, but they tend to be very small. They tend to have a handful. I mean, literally, you can count them on two hands— number of members, and they tend to struggle because Satan will see to it that the church that's moving in power and doing uh, what the Bible told us to do, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, and preach the word. They're doing all three of those. You can bet Satan's going to attack them all the time. There's going to be always something. I know because I've been there. I've been on the receiving end of that. And those small churches where the truth is being preached, are going to always struggle. Now, God's going to protect them and carry them through things, but, you know, it's still hard. You get weary, man, in well-doing. We're supposed to just do all that we can, and God won't put more on us, and he doesn't. But sometimes I'm speaking as the truth here. It gets heavy. The big churches, the you've got the money rolling in and all that, they don't preach about this stuff because if they do— Satan will start sending trouble into their church. Hear what I'm saying. If they start talking about the supernatural stuff, Satan, the enemies, the demons, they'll start sending stuff in there to stir up trouble, stir up strife. And their people are wide open to that because they've not been taught how to defend themselves in the spirit realm. They've not been taught any of these things. They don't talk about it. You would not believe how illiterate the church world is about supernatural things, spiritual things. I know I was. I was an atheist in 1980 when three strangers told me about this Jesus character and speaking in tongues, which sounded the craziest thing I'd ever heard. And they're telling me that I was laughed at God. He was like Santa Claus. I was an atheist. 
And then 30 minutes later, I was speaking in tongues. My whole life changed. I didn't have to do anything to change. It changed. I changed. Everything changed. It was real. I saw a light, a white light took over, and a figure was in that light, and he spoke to me, but he didn't say any words. It was telepathic. He said, I am Jesus. Come unto me. And I spoke back to him without any words, telepathically. I, I lived this, folks. I wasn't high. I wasn't on drugs. I wasn't drinking. I was in the middle of my work day, and these three strangers came in and told me about this Jesus thing. And it was a road to Damascus experience, if you're familiar with the Apostle Paul and what happened to him. It was that. So I started off my journey, but I didn't have anyone teaching me about spiritual warfare. I didn't know anything. I was a baby. So I got the fundamentals. I got in the first grade, second grade in, you know, church stuff, which I needed, the foundational things. But then you've got to learn about the demonic strongholds that have you, the things that have attached themselves to you over the years that you have not dealt with, because you are going to deal with them, especially after you've been born again, become a Christian. You're going to have to face them and deal with them, and I did, and no one would, had taught me about that. So I've been through all of those things, and it's a long story, but there's a lot more to learn. And I have a book called Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, and that um, it will be out in the, I don't know, the spring of uh, 23, I think, another fall, the fall of 23. So, you know, I have to keep pushing it back because there's just more. God just keeps pouring more and more into it. But it's how everything came about for me. And I'm telling you, the church world doesn't understand the, the demonic and the supernatural. But you, one of the greatest hindrances to everyone's Christian walk is the relationships they are in, the relationships they form based on this, what I'm telling you right now. They make poor choices, and those poor choices will sidetrack your life and put you so far in a ditch, you'll wake up and go, what happened to me? That's what, what I did. I literally woke up one day and said, well, how did I get here? I mean, I was on fire for God. I, I, you know, I knew the truth. I still knew the truth, but I was just ignoring it. You know, you can have that truth in you, but you just kind of ignore it. When you know you're supposed to be growing, but you're kind of not, you're kind of just hanging out, being stagnant, making choices that feel good. That's what the relationship quest is about, feeling good, finding another individual who makes us feel good, feeling good. The problem is it's temporary, just like a shot of heroin in your arm you will feel amazing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And then you've got to have another one. And then you've got to have another one. Then you're an addict and the rest is downhill. It's the same thing with being on a relationship quest. It, you're like an addict and you're looking, always looking and never happy, never satisfied. When you're out of a relationship, you're, you're sad, you're lonely you know, you're, you're pining. You're just, oh, just find someone. If I just could find someone and that opens you up for the next person that comes along that hits those psychological hot buttons, those satanic, demonic, 
strongholds that are in you, that reside in you, that have never been dealt with, that have to be dealt with before you can ever get whole and find a relationship that actually works. But I, let, me, let me tell you this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. Fall in love with God. Fall in love with Jesus. The more you read the Bible, the more you listen to Christian stuff, and I don't mean that TBN television prosperity stuff. That's first-grade level teaching. I want you to understand, that is basic. If you were 16 years old as a high school student, but you were put back in the first grade when they're saying this is a C, this is an A, this is a T, this spells what? Cat. Cat. <laughs> and you were back in that as, as a high school student? You'd say, well, you know, wait a minute. Isn't there, isn't there more than this? If that's all you'd been working on all these years? That's what the modern church has done to Christians. We're on first-grade stuff. We're on the feel-good, happy coloring stuff. If you had a student who all he had to do was color for his 12 years of, through high school and then do some more coloring to get through college, they would love school. That's pretty cool. I like this coloring stuff. But there's more to it. There's a lot more, as, as you know. So I want you to think on what I've spoken about tonight and pray about it and let the Lord start showing you what he has for you so that you can fall more deeply in love with Jesus and step off of the relationship merry-go-round for good. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Warriors. You can find the show notes for this episode at heavenlywarriors.com. That's H-E-A-V-E-N-L-Y, warriors, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Heavenly Warriors and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Audible. Do you know someone who would benefit from Heavenly Warriors? Please send them a link to this episode. We only grow when our listeners share our episodes, and we really appreciate it when you do. If you would like to get in touch with us for a question or comment, you can go to our website, heavenlywarriors.com, and sign up for our contact list, number to our listener helpline. 